0: Welcome to Episode 67 of the BCF ORG Podcast, The Business of Business. I'm Brian Fisher. In the previous episode, 66, our guest was Clint Ledeen, discussing maximizing performance. This podcast series focuses on the various subjects and topics to help you run a successful, profitable business. They're approximately 10 to 15 minutes long, so you can listen while commuting. Hopefully, you'll find one or two takeaways to implement per episode. Today's episode discusses the perfect labor storm. Our guest is Ira Wolf, founder and president of the Poise for the Future company based out of Wingap, Gap, Pennsylvania. Ira S. Wolf is a dynamic thought leader on the future of work and HR, recognized as one of Thinker's 360s top five global thought leaders in the space. With over three decades of experience as an author, speaker, and consultant, Ira has become a leading voice in the industry, known for his insightful and engaging presentations, articles, and podcasts. As the President and Chief Googleization Officer of Poise for the Future Company, a senior consultant with Dame Leadership, and the founder of the Googleization Nation community, Ira is committed to helping organizations thrive in the ever-changing world of work. He's also the host of the popular Geek Skeezer's Googleization podcast, part of the People Forward Network. Ira's new book, Create Great Culture in a Remote World, co-authored with another industry expert, was just released in October 2022. His previous book, Recruiting in the Age of Googleization," is now in its second edition, Consistently nominated to Best Recruiting and HR Book List. Ira is a TEDx speaker, a frequent contributor to Forbes and Medium, and has been featured in Wall Street Journal, Inc. Magazine, Fast Company, Business Week, American Express Open, NFIB Inc., Intuit Small Business, and Fox Business. He is also the author of five other books, including Perfect Labor Storm and understanding business values and motivators. With his wealth of experience, infectious enthusiasm, and sharp wit, Ira is a sought-after speaker and consultant, helping businesses around the world navigate the ever-changing landscape of work with confidence and success. Let's welcome Ira Wolf. Ira, welcome to the BCF ORG podcast, the business of business.
1: Hey, thanks so much, Brian. It's a thrill to be here. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you for joining us. Uh, Ira, I'm always interested in people's stories. Uh, what's your background in becoming the founder and president of Poise for the Future Company?
1: As listeners hear about it, I'm going to take a, a very non traditional path. Uh, from the time I was uh, five years old, I had this goal in mind of what I was going to do for the rest of my life, which turns out to be pretty foolish, by the way. But I somewhere uh, in, in a class one day, I said I was going to be a dentist. And that stuck with me, uh, maybe because I was just too gritty and too focused. And, I, and people would say, well, you still want to be a dentist? And I go, yeah. So I did. I became a dentist. And then 28 years ago, I actually sold that practice, realizing that was not the path I wanted to do. Uh, in my TED Talk, I, I I shared I loved everything about dentistry, but dentistry. Uh, And that remains true today. I love the business. I love the entrepreneurial part. I love learning. I love team building. I love leadership. I love being part of the community. I love spot leadership. Just didn't like doing the drilling and billing and filling, (laughs) as they say. Well, our
0: topic today is the perfect labor storm. What is the perfect labor storm?
1: About 25 years ago when I started this business, uh, the Poise for the Future Company, uh, it was fo- a part of that business was focused on pre and leadership uh, assessments. And as I approached companies, everybody was talking about how difficult it was to hire people. And people blamed it at that point on the Gen X, you know, all was darn Gen X, they're free agents. And then it was the millennials, um, or it was schools, education, or it was parents, or it was that darn internet thing. So everybody had pointed the fingers. And I was sitting in the Perfect Storm movie, if, for those who you re- might recall. And it was about three storms that converged to create this tidal wave. And independently, none of them were significant, but as they converged in one spot, it was. So I started to think about all these things that I kept researching and studying, uh, and you know, demographic changes, aging population, the millennials, Gen Z. Uh, technology, globalization, uh, women in the workplace. It was a long list of things. And I said, we have a perfect labor storm. So the perfect labor storm was really, I I started to talk about it in 1999, we're almost 25 years later. And it was about what we are experiencing today, a shortage of labor. And people are still pointing to one problem. If we can only fix that one thing, it's much more complex than that. And when you fix one thing, it creates a problem somewhere else, it's like a balloon. You push it in one side it bulges on another.
0: Boy, that is so true. Getting quality people to come to and work with you has always been a challenge. And it's a challenge for everybody. It doesn't matter to the industry.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't know. And, and and again, we try to have these broad brushstrokes that, oh, it's in manufacturing. Well, Some areas of manufacturing are struggling. I mean, they don't need people. They don't need more people because they're struggling. And then there's others that still have openings. You talk about technology. Oh, they're having all these layoffs. Well, technology is still hiring. What's happened is the skills have changed and they need people with different skills than they needed even pre-pandemic. The skills that got people, technology through the the pandemic, are now post-pandemic. They need different skill sets and a lot of people don't have them. So whether it's education, healthcare, uh, transportation, logistics, retail, hospitality, it depends on where you are, the type of business you're in. So it's complicated for sure, but you're right. There's universally, everybody struggles.
0: Well, speaking of technology, uh, how can leaders recruit in the age of Googleization?
1: A lot of times people point to using different technology, changing their application, becoming more skill-focused. All those things are important. But the ultimate reason that people don't complete an application or don't apply to companies or get the job and then they quit is the experience they've had getting in the door or the experience once they're in the door. So the book I wrote, uh, recruiting in the Age of Googleization, I initially said it was about recruitment marketing and it was about just making the process less frictionless. It didn't make it easier, which a lot of people said, oh, well, we just can't hire everybody. We're specialized or we have unique skills. I said, no, no, no. You can have the highest standards you want. You can have, this, you can have the strictest, you can have multiple interviews, but you have to do it seamlessly that it doesn't create too much headwind for the candidate. And companies are horrible at doing this. Uh, going back to even a simple application, that ni- somewhere between fifty to ninety percent, depending on the company and and, um, and and the job, between fifty to ninety percent of applications that are started are never c- completed because they're too difficult to complete. Many people still use a, a long form application, but when ninety percent of the people completing it are doing it on a mobile phone. It's just too hard to apply, even if they have those credentials. So we look, you know, how do, the number if, if somebody says one thing that you need to change, don't go buy new technology, don't hire more recruiters, don't spend more money on Indeed. It's look at ways to remove to create a better candidate experience, and I have an acronym for that. Very simple, it's called FCDD. I'll dare you to pronounce it. (laughs) We just say it's all effed up. It's FCDD. And what it represents is frustration, confusion, disappointment, and distraction. One by one, go through your process and say what's frustrating to the candidate or the recruiters, what's frustrating, what's confusing, what's disappointing, and what's distracting. And get rid of as much as you can. And guaranteed, not because it's perfect. But because so many companies are doing it poorly, it's a very low bar that you have to step over. So my low bar is FCDD. If you can remove some of that friction, you will find people because we still have a 70% disengagement rate within companies. And if you have 70%, it means people are open to changing jobs for a better opportunity. And with that is if you don't make it as difficult as you are, you will likely attract some really top talent.
0: Yeah, I never thought about that people are using their phones to complete applications, but that's where we are today.
1: 97% or ninety, somewhere like 97 point something percent of people under 30 years old, their only connection to the internet is a phone or a mobile device of some sort. And what happens is we're sitting, well, not so much anymore. But people prior to the pandemic were all sitting in their offices with a 27, 34, 42-inch monitor, or dual monitors, checking the ads, inputting the job descriptions. and But the people that were applying, trying to apply to it, were on a five to six-inch in screen. It just didn't work. Unfortunately, it's still that way in many cases.
0: We're speaking with Ira Wolf. President of Poise for the Future Company. Ira, what are the four critical employee connections that every employer must make?
1: Yeah, thanks for asking that. And and that's really where I'm spending a lot of my time now. You know, we're talking to business leaders and business people. I actually sold the business that I created, the original creation of Poise for the Future Company. I still have that business, but the main asset in it was pre-employment and leadership testing to focus on the employee experience. So with people struggling so much to keep people, not only attract people to keep people, it was looking at why do people stay? And they stay because work's meaningful. They feel like they're appreciated. They feel like they're valued. They they feel like they matter. And that's part of the culture. But when people talk about it in broad strokes, they go, well, we have recognition day. We give plaques. Or we give gift cards, or we have ping pong tables, or lounge rooms, or you know we have, we we switch to a four day work week. All oh, we, people do these things, but it still doesn't mean people are appreciated or valued. So it comes down to the four connections are: one is connection to yourself, self awareness, self development. Make it, does the company recognize that they actually hired a human being, an individual, and if if that individual doesn't feel valued. Uh, or if they don't feel that they, they're they learning and be appreciated, that's important. But people sometimes have to figure out themselves. The other is the connection to others. And that's a big debate now. Of, hey, we have to come back to the workplace because we can see people. But the reality is even when we worked, everybody in place, I've you've been in business a long time. I've been in business a long time. Everybody talked about team building years ago. I mean, as far as long as I've been in business, over 40 years, people were talking about the importance of team building. Nobody fixed that problem. There's still a high need for team building, collaboration. Um, So connection to others is still another really, really important connection that people have to build. And now it's it's even more complicated because we have to build those connections remotely and digitally. The the third is connection to the role, which is beyond just connection to the job title. Do people connect it to the role? What's their purpose? What what am I doing as a... I, I heard this great story the other day. Somebody shared it. It was about a custodian in a school and most times you go well what do you do around here and it was about keeping people you know keeping the place clean and what do you do I, i clean up and i wash the windows and i clean the desk and i sweep the floor and she answered help people be more productive in a clean and safe environment and she said it more articulately than i just recited it but That was her meaning. She worked for 25 years. She was the number one custodian. Everybody wanted her. They they offered her promotions and she didn't want to do it because she thought she would lose that ability. So people need to feel connected to the role. What's what's their purpose? Why Why does it matter? And then ultimately, when you put the three of those together, connection to self, connection to others, connection to the role, you have a connection to the organization. A lot of companies start with company culture. And the reality is you have to start with the self others and role before you can actually satisfy that connection to organization.
0: Following up on that, uh, the workplace has shifted to a remote world. How can teams thrive and work without being in person at the office?
1: Well, will go back to the four connections. You know, people are still people. There are people that are thriving and productive and enjoying life and are taking care of themselves by working remotely. They figured out how to have connections and it's not an extrovert, introvert type thing, although there is a high preference for that uh, because offices were built, you know, for introverts, offices were pretty noisy, especially open cubicles, open offices, parties, a lot of socializing, and not all introverts are wired for that. You know, vice versa, extroverts struggle with remote work. There's no stereotype. There are extroverts who love remote work and there's introverts who don't like going to the office or don't like the remote work. So part of it is going back, how do you create a, a robust, remote, or hybrid workplace? We tend to call it the everywhere workplace. You can work for anywhere. How do you create collaboration? How do you, I guess, energize creativity, curiosity, cooperation, productivity? Uh, you can do it in office or remote through focusing on the four connections. And again, it all starts with self. Everybody's struggling to figure out who they are, what are they going to be? We talked right before we we started to record about that the last three years has been tough because people are addicted to certainty. And um, there is nothing certain <laughs> that we're going to have. We, my code word for that is never normal. We're living in the never normal. So how do you help people be more comfortable with adaptation? Companies have a huge opportunity. Managers have a huge opportunity to be able to do that. And that helps the individual. And then by doing that, they can foster better relationships with others, which is the second one. And the third one is they can help define what their role is, why they're important and why they're important, what what their job is. I mean, some jobs have to be done in person, but there's some jobs that don't have to be. But you can still feel important. If you still matter, it's just a little bit more difficult. So managers need to be much better at uh, helping people connect to the role, connecting to others.
0: Boy, that's sure the truth. That's the And the companies that figured this out are going to come out on top.
1: They already are. As bad as it is, and you hear these horror stories about people have so many openings and they can't find people. And yet there's other companies that don't have as... They, everybody has a problem, but nobody has as big of a problem. And sometimes it's only in one role. So they may say, oh, we're struggling to hire people. But nine out of the 10 of the jobs that they have, they hire good people. They don't have high turnover. They get a lot of good candidates applying. And then there's one role. And the problem with the one role is our education system and is is our reskilling and upskilling and our development. Because we have high demand like AI, machine learning, cloud computing, product management. There are certain jobs that people didn't go into either because they didn't exist or there wasn't an incentive or the trades. You know, everybody needed a four-year college degree. Uh, but there are jobs that you can train that don't require a four-year degree, but they require education, just not a four-year degree. Uh, and then companies are finally shifting in that you were in manufacturing for years and manufacturing was a dirty job. No, you need a college degree. You shouldn't work in in a factory. Well, factories are long gone and and they're mostly tech company. Well, most manufacturing is a tech company. It just happens to have machines in it. We're speaking with Ara Wolf.
0: President of Poise for the Future Company. Ira, is there anything I haven't asked that you'd like to add?
1: Oh, wow. That's that's my favorite question. We always ask that at the end of our podcast. Uh, there is there is so much. Um, I I guess it would be, well, and we did talk about it. I think it's that addiction to certainty. I think people need to overcome that. And what do we see going forward? I would just mention that things uh, such as Hopefully most of your readers are now familiar with it, like chat GPT, you know, came on. And the only thing that I would say about a lot of these new tools that come out that people are again poo-pooing, you you and I again are old enough to remember going back to 30 or 40 years when we had this internet, this thing called the internet, uh, that was going to come on and it was so dangerous. And, and then, uh, some mosaic and Netscape shows up. And it made it a little easier for us to get on and understand how to use it. We didn't have to be coders and and learn DOS. And then AOL comes out and it goes mad. I mean, everybody's on the internet and people are wasting their time. Well, we're at that point again. We're at an AOL moment. We're at an iPhone moment in time where the future is just going to zoom forward. And for anyone who thought that the world was moving fast up to this point, They are in for, they're going to be terrified (laughs) and, uh, but embrace it. I mean, it's really looking forward. We, we both agree, you know, not we agreed we're both in our seventies yet. We're still talking about these things. I'm excited about the future. I'm ready to unlearn some of the things that I did in the past and give them up because frankly, we thought they were the right thing to do, but they turned out to be not so good and helpful. And, um, so if, if we can be excited about the future, then, you know, really everybody younger, and that's a lot of people, <laughs> should um, be able to do that as well. So it's such a huge topic of, of so many things, but, you know, hopefully uh, by listening to your podcast in the future, they'll learn a little bit more about how to unravel that. And, you know, hopefully they'll, they can follow me on LinkedIn or on our podcast, because we talk about this stuff all the time of how people are adapting Better to the future. Uh, it's going to be a struggle. Even even the best people are struggling a bit. But it's either are terrified or fascinated by
0: it. How can people get in contact with you, Ira?
1: Well, I mentioned uh, LinkedIn. I'm very very active on LinkedIn, so please follow me. I'm um, um, Ira, just you can type in Ira Wolf, and I'll probably show up. Uh, there there is two of us, by the way. So my middle initial is S. Ira S. Wolf. You can go to my website, which is IraWolf.com. And then a uh, my business website is now adaptabilitytoolkit.com. And we talk about purpose, and we talk about AQ, adaptability quotient, and we talk about those four principles uh, of connection.
0: We should mention that Wolf is spelled with an E, W-O-L-F-E. Good catch. Ira, thank you very much for joining us today on the BCFORG podcast, The Business of Business.
1: It's been a pleasure, Brian. Thank you.
0: My sincere thanks to Ira Wolf. Managing the performance of your company is one of the most important things you do as a leader. This podcast is on over 20 directories. Subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcast. In search, type BCF ORG. Be sure to leave a space between BCF and ORG. Feel free to share this podcast with people who you think may benefit. A strong rating of these podcasts would be appreciated. If you'd like to reach out to me with any questions, comments, ideas, or potentially be a guest like Ira, please go to bcforg.com. There's a red Contact Us button in the middle of the homepage. A LinkedIn symbol is on the upper right. Click on that if you'd like to see my profile. All the podcasts are available by clicking on the website podcast page in the reference bar. These podcasts will be released the first and third Tuesday each month. In our next episode, 68, our guest will be Paul Terwall discussing Identify Your Own Values. In business, running a successful, profitable business is the ultimate scorecard. You are never done and can always be better. It tends to be more fun than work, frustrating at times, but can be very rewarding. From BCF ORG Corp., I'm Brian Fisher, wishing you the best.
1: Thanks.